0: Welcome to Messengers of Christ, Ray. It's an honor to have you. It's my pleasure to be here. All right, so let's get started. So first, I wanted to ask you about your Christian journey. How did you become a Christian?
1: Uh, well, I, I grew up in a church a lot like PBC. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home, and so uh, uh, I, I decided to become a Christian pretty early in life, maybe second grade. Um, and was that a real decision absolutely um in in my understanding and everything else why that was part of um it was it was my decision to become a Christian uh, but I think when I hit uh, middle school and and especially I think when I hit high school why I, I, I got a lot more serious about what it meant to be a Christian I think um I think like everybody has to uh when you're following Jesus, you have to kind of continually decide to, to follow Jesus. It's, it, it is a one-time decision, but, but every day you wake up and, and you say, okay, how am I going to live for Jesus today? And I think when I got into high school, especially, I think that was just a, a real time of growth in my life, a real time of, of, um, deciding to follow Jesus. Um, when, uh, when I was in, 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 school, I, I wasn't one of the popular people. I wasn't an athlete. I had asthma when I was younger. And so I, I could never do athletic stuff and stuff like that. Um, so, so the two things that I focused on in school were academics and band and neither of those were tickets to being popular or, uh, in the in group. Um, but in church, things were different for me. Um, I was part of a youth group, a lot like, like what we have at uh, PBC. Um, I was part of a community in the church that we were in. Uh, I had leaders that cared for me, took interest in me, um, and leaders that, that discipled me in what it meant to be a Christian and, and how to grow as a Christian. Wow. There were couple, There were many, many leaders that that spoke into my life during that period. Um, there are two in particular that that uh, were an important influence on me, and two that I'm 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 still very close to those two people in particular. Still close to a lot of the people uh, in that church that that uh, had a part of my life. Um, and but the two in particular focused really on two two. Um, Important aspects of the Christian life. One was focusing on a love of the scriptures. We we had these memory programs. We memorized verses all over the place. Um, and a lot of those verses that we were memorizing and focusing on back in high school, those are verses that I still go back to as important um lessons, important teachings, uh, just scriptures that uh have, have been very near and dear to me and and have taught me many things and, and been very comforting to me over the years. So, so I was one. And after we did verses, why well, then we started focusing on memorizing chapters of scripture. And uh, that was great because a verse is, 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 great. But if you memorize the whole chapter, then you, you kind of get more of the flow of the passage and kind of what the author of the passage is really getting at. And so I think that was a, that was an important piece. Um, and the other leader that, um, I think had, had a super important influence on me, would, uh, was really focused on uh, worship and intimacy with God um, and just sort of walking with God. And, and that was just a very meaningful piece to me. One of the things that we used to do uh, when I was in high school, uh, we would um, attend normal service. We had Sunday morning, Sunday night. And then uh the youth, the youth was a lot like PBC. We would we would do a lot of social stuff together. We would we we would um play volleyball Friday nights and and other things. Um but one of the things that we did that was just uh very uh made a, a big impact on me was um after church on Sunday nights the youth would stick around for an extra hour or so um, and we, we call these things youth after services, but it was basically we would just sit around uh, as, a, as a group and worship and song um, and in prayer. And it just really focusing on uh, our relationship with God, our relationship with each other. And um, that was where I learned a lot of, of things about intimacy with God just through that, that period of time. Um, and so that was important our church was a lot like pbc was multi-generational in the church as a whole there was this thing going on called the jesus movement which i don't know if you've heard about that josh but it was a time when um, there was just revival going on in the church a lot of uh, young people had dropped out of the church to, to become hippies and do all that kind of stuff and during this thing called the Jesus Movement, those hippies were coming back to church and finding God again. They were coming off of drugs and, and all kinds of exciting things were going on. That was kind of the, the church environment that I grew up in. Um, and there was a lot of cool stuff going on at TBC at that point in time. So even though I was in Southern California growing up, um, our church had connections with TBC. We sent some a number of the pastors up to be PBC was having these seminars and things like that talking about what was going on at our church up here. And, uh, and the pastors would come back to church going, you should see what's going on at PBC. We could do some of that stuff too. And so they, they exported a lot of the things coming on uh, going on in Palo Alto down to our, our little church in Gardena. And and it was really cool to watch um, God use some of those same things. Um, that were going on up here down there, so um, that 's kind of kind of the overview for what was going on
0: uh, in those early days of, of my Christian walk thanks, Ray, for the sharing and it 's just tremendous to see uh, the impact your leaders and your youth group had on you uh, in high school and you stated intimacy with God, and God is. God is close. He's our father. He's our father. He's our helper. And he can be a best friend to us. So I really like that point by you. So now I wanted to move on to my next question. So a lot of Christians, we struggle with finding what God wants us to do, like what God wants us to do with our lives. So for you, how did you find your calling and your purpose called and how did you find what you were called by God to do?
1: Yeah, no, the, that's a great question. Um, uh, as you know, I do a lot of youth ministry and have been doing youth ministry for quite a while now. Um, and in talking to young people, that is a, a subject and a topic that comes up over and over and over again, because everybody wants to know what is God calling me to do? What, how, do I, how do I find out what God's will is for my life? Um, you know, uh, shows up a lot for people graduating from high school. It's like, what college do I pick? What major do I pick? Um, Shows up, you know, when you graduate from college, you know, what do I do with this thing that I just learned? What kind of career do I go into? Um, Who am I going to marry? All those sorts of things. So, um, and a lot of times we look for a scripture that says go to UCLA or be an engineer, and, or, you know, going to full-time ministry and those scriptures just aren't there. Um, and so, so what do you do? Okay. Um, for me, I, 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 for me, when I was picking a college, um, it was both an educational choice, but it was also an economic one. Um, and so first two years of my college, I spent at community college, which was basically free. Okay. Um. Second two years of my college, um, I went to UCLA Grace School, obviously a, a wonderful school, um, but my college experience was different than a lot of people now uh, are experiencing, and people were because I was a commuter student. I did not live on campus. I, I stayed living at home in, in and commuted to UCLA. Um, saved a ton of money by doing that, um, and how did I come to that decision? Well, my mother went to UCLA when she was young and my dad went to Cal. So um, we were, we're a UC family. All of my kids went to UCs as well. So, so we're definitely a UC family. Um, But UCLA is a great school. In addition to that, I got a great education there. Um, I did miss out on dorm life and some of the traditional college experiences, but uh, what it did mean, which was just a, a, A wonderful thing for me was it meant that um being at home i could still be involved with the home church that i grew up in and so and guess what a lot of the people in that church ended up commuting to school too there you know there's a number of colleges in the area so people could commute to ucla like i did long beach state was another possibility dominguez hills where my wife went um you know, there were a lot of schools in the area. So a lot of people were commuting in those days um, because, because of economics. It really was. Um, and uh, But because I was involved with, with the church that I was uh, staying, you know, the, the relationships that I had been forming, um, the, the ministries that I'd started to do at church, I was able to continue with those while I was in college. They had a program a lot. We at PBC we have this thing called Summer Leadership Institute where college students come. They get a chance to to practice ministry and experience ministry, like youth ministry or children's ministry or music ministry, various various um, ministries in the church. They can participate while being disciple. We had a program a lot like that at the church that I grew up in, uh, and so I that was my first. Experience with youth ministry was was when I was in college during a summer and uh, did a the summer doing youth ministry work. Um, I love youth ministry because um, that was a time for me when I was when I was in high school. Like like I just shared, it was a time when God was uh, very real to me. The church meant a lot to me and ministered a lot to me. And so, if I could return that ministry to the youth of the church the at that time, that was an important thing. So I did that for a summer, but guess what? When the summer was over, I just kept doing it, even while I was going to UCLA. And so I did it there. I did it when I was working. Uh, and and so it was something that I could just kind of continue doing. I was doing high school ministry then. Now I'm doing middle school ministry, but uh, it, it's it's all really good stuff. For me, kind of the the time when I really started questioning kind of what does guy want me to do was, was when I graduated from college, I, ha- I was a double E major, um, but I was a very general uh, double E major. So I didn't have a focus on like circuit design or software or any of those kind of things. I really didn't know what I want to do. Um, and, you know, uh, like when, when, when students are picking their major for college, It's like a lot of them are asked to do that when they're 18, when they're a senior high school. It's really hard to pick that when you're 18. uh, And and you'll figure that out when it's your turn. Um, And uh, some students know what they're going to do, but they are much more unusual than those who either think they know what they're going to do. And then they change their mind or people that were more like me. It's like, well, what am I going to do? I don't know. Um, So anyway, when I graduated from, UCLA, I interviewed with a whole bunch of places on campus interviews were great. I could interview with a whole bunch of companies, uh, got a number of job opportunities, got uh, some visits up to the Bay Area at that point in time. Um, And so I had to, had to make a decision about where to work. Um, and eventually I picked working for Mattel toy company doing electronics for, um, at that time, handheld games, calculator-based games. uh, And that was great for me. One of the reasons I picked it was because it was a chance to do both hardware and software, which was great. Um, But, you know, making the decision to do that, my parents wanted me to do an aerospace job because my dad was in the same aerospace job for like 40 years. And so they wanted me to follow his footsteps. You know, you you, want, you always want your kids to follow what you do. Um, and, and that's definitely what my dad wanted to do. So I, I thought long and hard about that. Um, you know, I had other opportunities, like, you know, I uh, could have moved to the Bay area at that point. We, I, I didn't feel like it was time to move. There was a lot of stuff going on in ministry and relationally down in Southern California. So I really wanted to stay down there. So that was kind of one of the factors there. Uh, Mattel, you know, based on my dad's experience, you go work for a company for 40 years. So you, you, you're making a life decision by that first job to pick. And so, uh, I, I, I wasn't real sure about Mattel as, as that. So, um, one of the things I did was there was a, 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 a friend of mine at church who was probably about 10 years older than me, that it, that was an electrical engineer. And I, I, uh, went over to chat with him about how he decided to be, to pick, to do the job that he picked um, and kind of laid out kind of some of my options and stuff like that. And, and my heart kind of wanted to do Mattel because it sounded fun, but my head was, was kind of saying, I'm not so sure about them as a company. Cause they were, they had had some financial problems a few years earlier and stuff like that. And my friend, Uh, gave me the following advice, which uh, kind of cemented the deal for me. He basically said, it's your first job. It's okay to take a chance on your first job. You don't have to pick the job that you're going to stay in for 40 years. But if if you think that it might be fun, if you think you might learn something, then it's okay to do that for your first job. And for me, that was a, a very freeing thing for him to say that. Um, and and so I did it. Um, so what was the result of that? Okay, I had a chance to do both hardware and software. That was great. I had a fun application. Uh, was it over uh, for me? Yeah, I mean, once I made that decision, was that it? No. A couple of years in, I had some doubts. I thought, um, is this? Am I doing something that's that's meaningful work, or is this just kind of game, fun and games? Um, and so I was, I was I was considering doing going into education because there I could have an impact on people's lives. And I was doing youth ministry, so it seemed like a natural fit. But you know, kind of God showed me some things. I thought, okay, I'll stick around doing this and uh, so the end result was you know, okay i uh, I learned a ton about doing software, uh, so much so uh, that the the things that I learned at Mattel Toys doing video game software was stuff that I still use today. Um, it, it, yeah, college was great, but where I really learned my career was, was at Mattel Toy Company. Um, and so that was great. Um, people that I worked with, I still am in touch with them today. They're still good friends, which is great. Uh, I I learned about, one of the things that I learned at at Mattel was like making things easy to use. Uh, Because obviously if it's a game, if it's hard to use, uh, then nobody's going to want to do it. So user interface became a focus of pretty much everything that I've done since then. Hasn't been games focused, but it's been on making difficult concepts easy to use. And that's been really good. Um, And so... um, and I got to do this game called Burger Time, which you played a little bit, which um, was a, a huge, huge hit. Um, became very, very popular with a lot of people. Um, and it it um I've used it in ministry, uh, like in youth ministry. It's, it's and um and it's it's also been a ticket for um, you know, people know my name. Because I did burger time, which just blows me away um, that that that's how that worked out. But it's pretty fun. Um, So what are the principles? Okay, that's that's kind of what I wanted to get back to. Um, Scripture does give us guidance, some guidance. It may not be exactly what you're looking for. It doesn't say go work at Mattel, but it says, um, gives you guidance on things to do, right? There's the Ten Commandments, you know, do this, don't do that, that kind of stuff. Uh, here's a passage that I, a verse that I picked out that that I thought kind of will give you some clues about guidance. Uh, Micah six eight says, "He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God." Okay, so when you're when you're following God, and when you're making some of these decisions, like careers and stuff like that, um that verse kind of gives you some guidelines and there's, there's some things that that you could choose that aren't doing justice and that aren't loving kindness. Um, And so it will rule out some of those things. So if you want to be a pastor, yeah, that fits in line with that. If you want to be a medical doctor, right? That's, that's doing kindness. That's, that's doing justice for people. That's helping people, right? Um, Doing software. Well, I feel like I'm helping people with the software. One of one of the the things that I'm doing in the software that I write, it help uh, I I do these things called frameworks, and so what that that does is it helps other people write programs more easily than uh, otherwise. So so I can I can help people even with the software that I write. Maybe it's not world changing, earth changing software uh, that you know, heals people and stuff like that. But it also is very helpful with people. So, so I'm do, I am doing kindness and, and helping other people. And so that's, that's a good thing. Um, so, so there's that, you follow the guidance of scripture, see where and how God leads um, for that is in, in compliance with what the scripture says. Um, a lot of times when you're making a decision like that, it helps to begin, you take some steps down a direction and you see uh, if it's God that's leading you in that direction, or if it's just something that um, you want to do that may not be the right thing to do. Um, And it's, it's amazing how much of our decisions are determined, not necessarily by reason, but that are determined by emotion and and trying to, to recognize that to say, is this, is this something that God's telling me to do? Or is this something that, well, it sounds cool, but maybe it's not so good. Um, that's something to be sensitive uh, all the time. And the other thing to do is to seek out wise counselors that can help you see kind of, is this um, a decision that's based on emotion? Is it is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What are some blind spots that you might have? Um, all those sorts of things. So... so in spite of the fact that maybe there isn't a lot of clear direction about UCLA or Mattel or or any of those things, I think God kind of gives us a lot of direction Uh, and he opens doors for us. He closes doors um, and being sensitive to what he's doing and wanting to serve him is, is a key for that. So does that kind
0: of answer your questions a little bit? Yeah. Thank you, Ray, for uh, your story and your tips and I especially like uh how you use Micah 6a uh and uh yeah so we are all in a story that's authored by God and uh there might not be a clear direction but we just gotta trust God and trust in his pleasing will. I think too it's
1: important to realize that uh, the decisions we make are not necessarily the final decisions of our lives that God can steer us and change our direction as well and being open to how he's leading us is, is a is a real key to things
0: amen I love that and now I'm going to ask you what is your favorite verse yeah I so so
1: I there's are so many good verses, um, and I picked actually a passage instead of just a single verse. Um, so I'm a troublemaker, but uh, but when you, when you hear the passage that I picked, I think you'll be okay with it. Uh, I picked Philippians 2, 3 to 8, which says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is, in, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And I love that passage. It talks about Jesus, what he did, the tremendous sacrifice he made. But there's also a charge to us as to how to live how to to follow his example and in the subsequent verses after that talks about how after the sacrifice um, that he made that God exalted jesus so uh, I, I I
0: really love that passage yeah I love that passage too it's just really great and this really helps you know the, the bunch of Christians that might be going through some tough times right now in tribulation right now that they're there's hope ahead, that there's lots of hope ahead. And Romans 8:18, 8, that uh, uh, the pain you're going through right now is nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed to us. And Jesus, he went through lots of pain on the cross, but then he is now uh, at the right hand of God, receiving all the glory. So there's always hope ahead. And always just look to Jesus, look to God. And see the hope that they've supplied for you. So I really love that passage. Thanks for sharing that. And now, final question: favorite worship songs, Ray? Okay, I, I came up with two, and, and I couldn't I
1: couldn't go with one. One of the things I wanted, if if you're saying my favorite worship song, I wanted one that stands the test of time. And so um, I have I have kind of my current favorite worship song which which is one that I love and and it, it kind of plays in my head a lot which is um I will sing of the goodness of God right I love that song it, it just uh, is, is acknowledges kind of God's goodness uh, It's full of thankfulness uh, and and those sorts of things and and so I think that's great uh, but the, the song that I wanted to, to highlight as well that has, has stood the test of time that just means a lot to me is uh, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. It's a hymn, um, and it talks about the wonder and power of Jesus' sacrifice. It also talks about our, our own inadequacy. You know, one of the verses starts out with, We're the whole realm of nature mine that were a present far too small. Or forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ, my God. I love those verses, um, and they're they're just
0: uh, so meaningful. So that's those are my two songs. Great, uh, thank you for sharing those beautiful songs. And now, final words of wisdom, Ray. Any final words to end this episode? Uh, just uh, keep seeking God. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much, Ray, and. That should wrap it up. Thank you so much for your time. All right, thanks. It's been fun to be here. Micah 6 eight. he has told you, O oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God.